0: Hey, 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 everyone. I hope everyone is doing great. Hope everyone is doing good. I hope the weekend brought you everything that you needed. I hope you, you know, got to communicate and connect with family and friends. Um, I hope that you finished some projects or started one. I hope that you got some rest. You know, you, you work on a Friday or a Saturday. And you kind of need a little time to just decompress and get yourself together. I want to apologize on yesterday, so I pre-record all of my episodes and when it came time for the episode to actually drop, I realized it was the wrong episode. And so I went to look for the right episode and realized I didn't even say that episode. But instead of me panicking, I realized, hey, it's human error. It's a mistake. And um, my focus is not to do it again. So I had time today. So I said, I'll just I record again. And um, so t- for today's episode, it is about marriage, right? Uh, This was one of the things on the bucket list and my list that I wanted to discuss. And if you are married, it will reside in your spirit and you'll definitely understand. You probably put a, you know, a finger up with an amen. If you are engaged, The this is some information that you can use. Keep them close to your mind, you know, because some of these things will come up in your marriage as it seasons and matures. And if you are single and have never been married, um, these things will come up in a relationship. But the depth of many of these things that I will talk about does come up and will stay in marriage. Marriage is one of those things where you did not get a handbook on, right? You're going into marriage blindly. All of the love and all of the things that you shared Every marriage in a relationship where there was not a official tie and there was not a title, um, you'll see that marriage is a structure in which two people really, really have to work hard. I recall watching something where a lady said, if I had to do it all again, and this was not dismissive of her husband at all because she said she really loved her husband, she would not get married. And many times in your marriage, and especially when you are at your season and mature years, you'll realize how much work it is to actually put into a marriage. Marriage is hard because I think most people understand that this is not a boyfriend, girlfriend type of thing. We are literally wanting to be in this thing for a really long time. And in most marriages, you are trying your best To not only become a great person just individually, but for the person in which you love and you are a partner with. You also have to look at marriage as a partnership, right? Um, You're a partner in love, you're a partner in life if you are parents, you're partners in parenting, and you're partners when it comes to money. And you have to realize that in a partnership, the number one thing that really tells whether that partnership is going to work is respect right respect for the partner i want to dig into some things that you will experience um, on this journey of marriage and just some takeaways to think about. Marriage, depending on where you were in your childhood, marriage represented different things for different people. Um, For me, I had 10 years of my mother and father. And so I got to witness Um, The love that they share for each other openly, holding hands, rubbing each other's, you know, bags, um, saying nice little things to each other. My mother and father went everywhere together except my mother liked to sew. So he would not go to like sewing places and getting stuff that she needed. He wouldn't participate in that. And my mom, my father loved to build stuff. So hardware stores, my mother wouldn't go um, there. But for the most part, like they were always together and they wanted to do family things. So and they had a divided responsibility, kind of. So my mom was the motherly one. She, you know, took care, did all the motherly things, appointments, doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, she handled that half. And um, after school program, they split it depending on their job functions. So my dad would get off at a reasonable hour, 4.30. And after school, he would pick me up or some days my mother would pick me up. So they um, they divided that responsibility. Some days my mother would cook. Some days my father would cook. It wasn't just my mom. My dad shared in the responsibility as well. I love the fact that they gave each other space. So even though they were always, you know, we were out and about and they were um, together, my dad loved to build things and my mother did not hound him She he would stay out there until like 9, 30, 10 o'clock but that was like his safe space that was what he liked to do and I think in that time you know not only were building things but that was his opportunity to think and my mom was the same way she loved to crochet she loved her soul so he didn't bother her that was what she did and they gave each other that safe space and that respectability one thing i didn't see often um was that my parents didn't argue there was one time that I saw them I'll say no it was two times it was two times that I saw my parents argue and it sticks out in my mind because you know when you experience something like that that's traumatic like you know it's a shockwave to the system I've never seen my parents upset with each other so and it was one of those things where it started in my presence so they they continued and once they realized um and they were good at this as well once they realized that I was there they'd stop and then they would continue behind closed doors. And that just was the way that they were. I said all of that to say that was my example as seeing two parents who were married and who were in love. On the flip side, I am married to a man who was the oldest of 10 children and who had a single mother. So he did not experience marriage in a family unit When we got married I had all of these Expectations Of what marriage Was supposed to be Based on The marriage Of my mother and father I believe that The first 10 years Of my life Was so impressionable Because Not only was You know I'm malleable In the fact of Retaining information um, But I had What I felt like Was a great example Of what a married Couple was And additionally You know My parents kind of mimicked what I saw on the Cosby show. I mean, let's be real. When we saw people who look like us and they showed themselves married in shows, we thought this is how married people are supposed to be. So in a sense, my parents acted very similar like the Cosbys. Okay, this is my understanding of what marriage is and what marriage was. But when I entered into marriage, I realized, oh, this is a whole new ball game. Not only were we in our early 20s when we began our marriage, but I realized I don't know who in the hell I just got married to everything from a relationship to marriage is different because there is a seriousness in marriage that you don't take into account really when you're in a relationship relationship is it could work it couldn't work we're going to work towards them and we hope it works marriage is we are here we're going to ride this thing going out to the best of our ability and we're going to put in some work and that's the dynamic and the difference between a relationship and marriage we started off with children and that was the biggest shock to the system because now again while I'm going back to remembering my mother and father sharing responsibility I have a husband who has been working since he was 13 years old all he knew how to do was work and in his mind what he felt was what he was supposed to do was work and take care of home meanwhile I'm thinking all of that is great And it looks good on the outside but what i need is some help here because at that point it was two two children my children uh, my oldest two are 16 months apart so i got one in diapers right running around and i have another one that was just born a newborn and i am going through it and literally i was going through it and i'm a young mother so, number one, my pride was at the forefront of everything because from everything that I have saw, my mother took on her role as being a mother when she was married as just a graceful one. And so I perceived you know, motherhood the same way. I need to go into this thing, you know, being graceful. And I I can't complain because the fact of the matter is, let's be real. And I think a lot of us have felt this way. Listen, you went into it maturely. You did what you did. And a kid came out of it. So don't complain. My husband took the role as being a father and a husband, going out every day, hours and hours and hours on end working. And I'm home with the two children who are literally driving me crazy. I love my kids, side note, but this is where I was. And then to add on to it, dynamic of our marriage began to change. After I had my second child, I went through postpartum depression. And y'all, for the people who are listening to me, whether you are male or female, postpartum depression is real and it's rarely discussed in the black community. So while I'm going through postpartum and I'm knowing something's not right because as soon as my husband would close the door, I am literally in tears for hours and I'm feeling as if I'm ashamed of myself, right? I'm, I'm taking on this role of being a mother and I wanna be the best mother that I am but I am crying to tears every single day hours and hours on end and I cannot get myself together I'm crying while I'm changing the diapers I'm crying while I'm preparing the food I'm crying while you know I'm trying to help them with activities and I'm crying while I'm sleepy and I have a headache and everything for me in that moment rocked number one me as a human and then two not being able to communicate with my husband in my early 20s with two children that something is wrong and I don't even know how to define it until I researched one day and realized what I was dealing with was postpartum depression but I still didn't know how to communicate this with my husband because on the opposite end of this again my husband was the oldest of 10 children His mother, a single mother, doing the darn thing, taking care of her kids. What if I come and tell my husband I'm dealing with postpartum depression with my two compared to what his mother had? And now I feel less than a woman. So going through that process, I became angry. And resentful that my husband was not seeing that I was personally struggling. But my pride was also, you know, at the forefront because, first of all, I'm a mama. Secondly, I'm scared to open up. And number three, I'm supposed to take this in. It became a a moment where I got angry because I felt like he wasn't helping me out with the kids and it became an argument and we started going back and forth you already know how this is in marriage let's let's be real right you get into an argument it's one thing that you're dealing with but then you bring up all other stuff so I'm I'm gonna be petty in the argument and I'm just saying all of the things that I'm feeling like he's not doing and in that argument he's perplexed as well. Like, again, where is postpartum? Where does that even, how do you define that? What is that in our community? And I had to tell him, this is what postpartum says. And I'm going through the details and I'm crying. And there was an understanding. And then there was like, okay, on his part, oh, I need to help out. Okay, I get it. What can I do now? But based on what I had experienced as A child seeing my my mother and my father coexist, and my mother taking on the mother role and a wife role, she had it all together. And also understanding that we made this responsibility, and now I'm sitting over here crying, and I'm mad at you, but I'm hoping that you figure it out. The dynamic of bringing children in will. Honestly, make or break your relationship, the closeness of it. I won't say necessarily the marriage because the marriage can withstand when it comes to children, I believe. But the dynamic of your relationship will be altered by the way in which children come into the picture. And I'll expound on that, not only with just, you know, dealing with the personal side of children and maybe a woman experience of what I did with uh, postpartum. But even the way you raise your children, there was a difference in the way I wanted to discipline my boys after the aftermath of number one, walking into two parents who discipline the same or for the most part the same into walking into my later teenage years and experiencing what I experienced I wanted to be softer as a mother and talk things through while my husband had a different idea because he was a man and he regarded his sons as They're going to grow as a man. I've been there, done that. I've seen things and his disciplinary actions and his way of doing things was much different than I was. That became a level of discord because while I didn't feel comfortable sometimes with my husband putting a lot of responsibility um, and saying things to my children, not me, but just, you know, saying it like it was basically from a man to a boy. I was reluctant to even be privy to that information that said in those conversations because I felt like he was being too harsh. Hindsight, looking at it now, my boys needed that because the fact of the matter is a woman, even at her best, cannot supply the things that a boy needs. He doesn't have she doesn't have the words. She doesn't have the supplication and she hasn't lived the life as a young boy going into a man. So I realized I needed to dial it down. You know, I'm, I'm I'll still be the soft mom in the spirit of whenever they needed to talk about something or they needed to be open about something. I'm going to still walk into that space, but I also understood That in my husband's defense of him being a young boy and him knowing what the expectations of black boys and black men are, that I needed to take a seat and just be a witness in the conversation and agree. Sometimes when it doesn't always feel right, you have to sit back and you have to listen and you have to be receptive of what is being said. And so I had to take several seats, okay, (laughs) Um, in his parenting and realize that he was not doing it for harm. He was definitely doing it for help. I also um, talked about this when I was telling this story, but assuming that your mate knows what's going on with you without opening your mouth. I know this sounds so cliched, But communication is key to every single marriage. There were times when I felt that my face and my attitude would tell it all. And so because I have an attitude and you see my face disgruntled and torn up, I need you to come to the rescue and ask me what's going on, right? And my big old grown body. But the reality was that my husband was one who saw it but didn't know how to approach me. I just thought that he was being careless at the way he was looking at me or having his feelings connected to me. I honestly felt like he didn't care. But after discussion, again, communication, after talking about how I was moving He said, I never knew how to approach you because some days you're fine. The other days in which I saw the attitude change, I didn't want to come at you and then there be an issue. And then we go to arguing. I didn't know what to say, which was going to make you feel better. I just didn't have the words. And that was a moment also because communication was one of the things that we worked on. And one of the things that, you know, we outwardly addressed I realized wow like I am performing and acting like a big old baby right when all I had to do was open my mouth and say I feel like this today the reason why I'm upset and I'm mad is because this or just simply open up and explain but also in the dynamic it's the same way with my husband so one of the cute things that um for me like in a previous episode I told you I am a person who watches face and body language kind of trying to feel the way in which a person feels and there were many times that my, my husband would come home and not say a word to me and um I took it offensive because I'm like, yo, I haven't seen you all day and you come in the house and you don't say a word to me. And so instead of me just saying, baby, are you okay?" I'm snapping, you know, like what in the world is wrong with you and blase, blase and blase. And my husband is one to not say much. He sits in it and he'll say, not right now. And, um, you know, but listen, this was this was years ago. This is not the present. This was years ago because, you know, you, you live and you learn. But I would snap and I would go off because my expectation is I haven't seen you. So when you come into this house, you greet me and you acknowledge that I am here. The selfishness of me not understanding and knowing That my husband had so much on his mind by being the caretaker and the head of house and that I was literally driving him crazy every time that he entered the home and he walked in the way that he did. It was a trigger for me based on my experience with my mother. But it was a way of him dealing with the things that he had on his mind and the things that he was thinking about and also his reluctance to open up and talk about it because he was a man and men have things that they just innately aren't open with. When we began to have these conversations after he told me that I realized like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm horrible. Like I'm a horrible person for being that way. And I wanted to understand my husband more. So when I would see it, I would come to him, baby, what's wrong? You know, let's talk about it. Many times, um, he had to sit with it. You know, he just, he needed to sit with it and get himself together. And then I would give him space, you know, two or three days later, he would talk to me about it. Um, And we we'd address it and we'd work it out or I just know where he was and that repetitive cycle of me feeling as if he's not seeing me or he doesn't care or that he didn't miss me throughout the day became a um, place of acknowledgement and understanding because I have a husband who is taking on so much responsibility and feeling like the whole world is on his shoulders. I also want to say this. Um, Often, I don't think that we as women recognize how the community has built expectations for men and why it is so hard for them to open up to us. They are represented as powerful, heroic-like figures in that dynamic of family. But the reality is they hold so much of their grievances and so much of their pain inside that it literally kills them from the inside out. I remember reading a study and it was talking about the lifespan of a woman and a man, the comparison. And of course we know men uh, die sooner than women. And the number one thing that it correlated was the fact that men don't have an outlet. So when they keep everything in, everything builds on stress and they end up, you know, getting heart disease, they end up having cancer, like everything is stress related and not having the availability, the opportunity and the space to just open up. Is really the factor that shortens the lifespan of a man and having to have the duty of working all of, you know, these jobs that are very dangerous and are just absolutely stressful. So I wanted to make this point, you know, if you're married or if you are in a relationship um, and you recognize that the mate, you know, that you're with the man that you are with. Um, struggles with communicating deep down, you know, how they feel. Offer the assistance of letting them know that you are open and receptive. And women, ladies, let's not be critical when they are sharing things with us. It is already hard enough for a man to open up, right? Um, It is already hard for a man to even get the strength to break down and cry or just be a person because again, they are seen as these heroic figures. Be his his safe space. Be his love, be his light, be his listening ear. One thing about marriage is, you know, again, when you are married, you are one. And so when I'm taking care of you, you are taking care of me and I'm gonna make sure that you're good. And it, it took years again you know, it took years of finagling and trying to figure that thing out the best way that it would work for us. And I also, with that point, let's not compare when it comes to other couples. Um, what may work for one couple may not work with y'all because there's different personalities, right? There's different expectations. There are just so many factors that go in hand, and that's why communication is key when it comes to marriages. Talking about what it is that you expect. I expect this from you and vice versa, you know, and you carry on through with honoring their expectations, even in the role of a wife, a mother, a father, a husband, if you The counterpart is saying to you, I just want you to do more duties around the house, you know, helping around so that I don't feel that the load is too heavy or even in the instance of love, which we are about to bridge into. um, I need more of you to feel safe, secure and seen. What I've noticed About seasoned and mature relationships And when I say that I say maybe You know 10 years beyond Is that the dynamic Of your marriage will change In the beginning You know It is all exciting Right And um, It can be challenging In the beginning as well But you have all this energy And you know This newfound love And this That's my hubby That's my wifey And all of that energy Put in together And then After you start going Into the years um things began to slow down you'll even get to a point in your marriage where it just seems stale all of the things that you used to do with maturity and time you're slowing down a little bit less of the energy both of you are just feeling you know tired from work or from children whatever the case may maybe it's different factors but you'll come to this point in your marriage will it just it feels stale and you'll be in a marriage and feeling like things have dramatically changed when it gets to that point or when it it's entering into this point remember this we all change right from day to day month to month year to year our minds are different um Our beliefs begin to alter and change as well. Our positions are different. We are not the same person that we were years ago versus now. But remember your vows. And so if it comes to a space where we're not going out as much as we used to. And this mate seems to be tired or stale Rekindle the relationship and rekindle the marriage. Let's let's do a date night. I want to say this also. okay? parentheses, pause. One of the things I realized, too, with talking to friends of mine is that sometimes men don't know how to plan dates. And I think that as women, we feel that their inability to do so means that they don't want to do it. They actually do. They just don't know. So, if you have to be the initiator and say, you know, baby, next week or two weeks from now, let's go on a date. I'll plan everything out. That's okay. Sometimes we have to take the lead role because some men really don't know. And after a while, after we begin to plan these dates or these excursions or, you know, these things, they kind of understand, oh, she likes this. They'll pick up on it. They will. They will pick up on it and show the effort, right? So I just wanted to say that. Um, But if it, it feels that your marriage is going into a drought season, remember your vows. Start to communicate. Asking the other mate what's going on. If there's anything, you know. can help with and also don't be afraid to say it's been distant lately let's have a conversation you know if that's not the time revisit it later when you feel that emotions are not going to be high or it's you know you're you feel like you're walking into a stressful conversation and also watch the way in which um you say these things sometimes the way that we say words really affects the way that the situation will be so for example if there is distance in your marriage right now and you sat on it for a while now this is male or female you sat on this for a while and you're feeling unwanted unloved and this is turning to anger and disappointment do not go to your mate and say what is wrong with you why are you acting like that you don't see that we distant nah let's not do that because your interpretation of events may be different from your mate. Let's walk into this and say, hey, you know, baby, let's, you got time, let's talk. I just been noticing that we've been distant and I wanna know how you feeling, are you feeling the same? blase blah we go into the conversation and either it's an eye-opening conversation or either it's a meeting of the minds you know conversation or either it's like I didn't feel this way but I understand you feel this way and now we gonna work together and we gonna squash it there's so many um alternatives to one situation but do not go into it with the expectation that you about to get some straightening <laughs> Go into The conversation With expectation that you will find Some form of resolution Also with being In relationship And, and I say seize relationship For those of you Who gonna stick this thing on out You are not going to look The same as you did You know In some cases the way you did years ago women and men alike go through um, mental and physical changes and there may be times in which you don't feel your absolute best which will play on you know your mental psyche feeling as if you know you may be unattractive to your mate and if you feel as if you know because we do it bad women we do it bad do I look fat You know, you you put an outfit on or you put some pants on. Do I look fat? Men, listen, take it from a woman. When your wife begins to make statements like that, reassure her. The best thing that you can do is reassure her that she is still the most beautiful human being the way that she was when you met her. And if she still keeps going on and on and on, still reassure her. And the same goes for women. You know if you feel your man is down and out about the way he's looking or how he feels, reassure him. Listen, I get it. You know that's a personal thing. You feel this way, but you look you still look good to me. You know, flirt with him a little bit. When you are in a partnership, you you have to let the person know that you mind. And not in the sense of ownership, but you are mine, which means I take pride in knowing that you are the person that I'm with. And I love you beyond any of the grievances that you have with yourself. Every time I see you, I'm happy. And when you lead into marriage, when you walk into marriage, even with the ever changing dynamics of marriage, you are ensuring your mate that you are totally happy. I want to dig into this one as well, because this does change the dynamic of a marriage. If you have dealt with infidelity in your marriage, there are so many ways that you can deal with it. If it is a um, continuous one, you can offer to get that person help or Are you going to offer to leave It's such a touchy subject Because it's It's based on individual And it's based on the couple What I will say on that subject Of infidelity and dealing with it In the marriage is number one you matter And you have to You have to sit with the Understanding that when somebody created that space and that that dynamic, it was a conscious one. It wasn't a mistake. It was a conscious one because they had every opportunity to stop. You can choose to stay. Listen to the reasons why, whether you feel it's an excuse or not, and try to change some things or not. Again, it's it's on you. But the emphasis I want you to concentrate on is that you matter. And when you grasp the idea that you matter, your decision making skills as far as staying in the marriage or working it out will come abundant to you. And you'll know how to find resolution and, and peace in whatever decision that you'll make. Again, marriage is not a play-by-play version. If this happens, you do this. If they say this, you do that. Um, If this happens, hmm, try this method. It's not. Marriage is really a guessing game. It is really guessing until you get it right. It is communicating the hardest things until there is an understanding Marriage is seeing a person at their worst and seeing them at their absolute best. Marriage is also being a cheerleader, being the only cheerleader sometimes (laughs) for your mate and for yourself and for your family. Marriage um, takes a lot out of you. And I definitely understand when people say if I had it to do all over again, I wouldn't. And it's not to be dismissive of the other person, but it is the work that entails in marriage that people don't understand. When you begin to see the person that you made these vows and these commitments with, when you spent this time with how you build um, together and on each other, Individually, how much you pour into that person, how much they pour into you, you will really understand the emphasis of what marriage means. Remember that marriage is going to take a whole lot of you out of you. It really is. And it's not to say um, that you're going to go through the struggle, love. That's not what I'm saying. Marriage is going to also make you more aware of what type of person you are. And if you don't believe me, go through it. While you recognize yourself as who you think you are, marriage will pull a whole bunch of stuff out of you that you didn't even know that you contained. You didn't know you was mean. Get married. You'll see. Huh? When you want to be petty with the other individual and y'all going back and forth, you'll see. You'll see how how low you'll get in an argument. You may not do that with your friends, but let a, a mate get on your nerves and you'll see you know how petty and how mean you can be. But it also shows you how much you love and how much you can honor a person, how much you respect them, and how much work you're willing to do to make things happen and to make things work. I wanna leave you with this. For those of you who are single and have aspirations of finding that one and being married one day, here is my little tidbit. Take your time. What I've um, saw in many instances with friends is that when they stepped away and allow God to bring them together with the person they were supposed to be with, it was a beautiful Union. Many times God is preparing us for our mate, right? In situations and life, you may not be prepared for that person. But when you find that one, when you find that one, you'll realize why it took so long and why you needed that space of singleness so that you can prepare and be your best for the person that God has linked you with. If you are engaged and soon to be married, I'll say this. Everything that is cute and beautiful now, (laughs) it's gonna change a little bit. But remember your vows. Remember why you're doing it in the first place. If you are in a point of contention where you are engaged and you, you don't know yet, Maybe dynamics of um, your relationship has changed, which has altered whether or not you want to go down that aisle. Ask yourself, can I do this with this person for the rest of my life? And be honest with yourself. Sit with that honesty. Sometimes we just, we got to be honest. Sit with yourself. If you know that this is the person for you, you're ready to go down that aisle Remember the things that I say. It's going to get hard. It's going to get hard. You can love each other from the depths of your soul, from the bottom of the sea into the highest pit of the boundaries of the universe. But if you are not willing to put in work and to actually see a lot of things through, you're going to find your marriage in places that you may have never thought about so be able to work diligently be able to be open and communicate your expectations sit down and talk about everything under the moon okay and reconcile all of your differences before you walk down that aisle and make that commitment for forever (laughs) and if you are married and you going through the motions. Know that many of these things will not last forever. It is circumstantial. Um, there is space will happen. It's evident. I mean, we are all learning and growing and it will get difficult. But remember, just look back at the years before and how you've been able to get over difficult times and smile about it now. Remember who you are in your marriage and remember who you are individually. Don't allow the title of marriage to destroy you individually as well. Don't allow the emphasis of marriage under the moral compass of what the bible and what christians say dictate what you need to be in your marriage or the expectations if you've been hurt if you are going through move the way you need to for yourself not what the expectations are set in accordance to other people Remember that marriage is, it's a lifetime. It really is. It's a lifetime when you think about it. You are joined as one and you are there to be that person's partner through thick and thin. And y'all gonna ride on out until you can't ride on out no more. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening in again. I hope that this talk on marriage has been a great one. Now, I hit some surface areas, but I guarantee on Friday we're going to get into some deep stuff. Now, I didn't want to I didn't want to dive in because this was definitely the introductory, you know, episode about marriage. But on Friday, we are going to dig into some things um, that corresponds with marriage. And I hope you join me on Friday. Um, Thank you so much for all of my listeners, all of the people who have been. Um, so giving in their, uh, commentary and their reviews. Thank you so much. Um, look, it can, it can only go up from here. So enjoy your week. Um, when you see that mate, you know, hug them, love on them, tell them that you appreciate them. Um, I don't know, just, just love the people that you are with and make them feel valued make them feel loved and make them feel like they are the only person in the world period Pooh. all right <laughs> I'm, I'm done i ain't saying no more all right y'all i'll see you on friday